Oh, jeez. But oh, it was all good. Power came back on. Well, I know, God. Yeah, no kidding. Good. I, I, I'm, I, uh, I know that it's been like 45 seconds since the joke should have been said, but I hate it when my Y wing gets fried. <laughs> because you said wiring, but you said Y wing. My Y wing. And I was the Y wing. The Y wing. And I'm like, I hate it when it gets fried. I can't bomb the stormtroopers. So, yeah, I was in. I was in my Y wing. We're going down to Death Star Trench, and I could not. I could not hit the. I could not hit the the, the thing. It's only two meters. I could not hit it with my Y wing. Hey, Alex, could you do me a favor? And, yeah. Uh, when you do the editing, just make sure like Matt laughs immediately after I tell the joke. So right. we have a ten second pause. Could you could you give me a standing ovation right there from the crowd? Yeah. Honestly, I. It's Sunday, May first, twenty sixteen, and you're listening to episode forty four of Roll and Die. What about you? Do you find it visible? Will I say the name? Dickus. Dickus. <laughs> he has a wife, you know. You know what she's called? She's called Incontinentia. Incontinentia buttocks. Buttocks all in! That would be nice. What do you, what do you keep saying, Carl's Jr.? Because they pay me every time I do. I would, I would pave my driveway with Bose headphones if they sponsored us. You, you could have stopped right there for me. I would pave my driveway. End of sentence, right there. If we were sponsored, I might have enough money to buy a front door. I might have. I might be able to buy a sleeping bag to put on my bed. Right now, I'm just I'm covering myself with a empty bag of potatoes. I'm sleeping on the springs. You got me with the potatoes. I couldn't even get through my joke. I started laughing because uh, your potato bag. Damn, it's the potato bag of potatoes, man. That's where it is. That's that's the secret, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen at home. Um, if you're ever cold at night. You just slip into a. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. You just slip into a. You just slip into a potato sack, and uh, I don't have a rest of this. Curl up with a spud. Yeah, curl up with a spud. Roll up and die. Curl up with a spud. Curl up with a spud. Curl up and fry. Curl up and fry. Yeah. Alex, you were Speaking on tonight, man. You were yeah, like dude. on it. <laughs> Did you just blow smoke from your gun? Uh, 
and then stick. I heard you go. Yeah, yeah. I hope you did. That's right. <laughs> Spin it a little bit. Throw yeah. it back in the holster. I I just want to throw this out there. Speaking of the roll up and die podcast that we create together, mm-hmm. um, that we're on currently recording. God, this is such a weird interdimensional yeah, I'm, thing I'm happening. Trying to figure out what's uh, happening right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I realized is that since we added our late episode uh, uh, stipulation to the drinking game, I think we, we've been using it as an excuse. Yeah, we haven't released an episode on time <laughs> since, we inst- since we instated that rule, which is great. Like... It just means people are getting drunk all across America. <laughs> yeah, all across America. And all elsewhere. 50 states. Yeah. At least seven states, oh. I, would, I would guess. I would say a cool five, Easily. at least. A cool five. A cool five states, at least. I think we are banned uh, in Mississippi, but apart yeah. from that. Well, yeah. We're solid. No big loss. Sorry, final, Mississippi. Final. <coughs> no. No, I'm not sorry for that. what happened. Uh, I, <clears throat> regarding something that is the final banter topic. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite? What's your guys' favorite way of rating things? You know, you got like the two thumbs up, or the four popcorns, or the uh, you know the tomato splat and rotten tomatoes, or the five stars. Like, what is your favorite way to rate certain things? Uh, I'm so terrible at rating things. That's why you, you you never see reviews on you know on my on my uh, YouTube or anything like that. And I'm, I'm just really bad at at. at at reviewing things so oh yeah when it comes to rating things I'm like, uh, i don't know well, i almost well, never give something a one <laughs> well you don't have to be doing the rating you know yeah. what's your, i'm just saying what's your favorite measuring tool when it comes to ratings when you're looking up ratings hmm? uh for me i so i don't like i don't like a huge uh range of disparity i don't like like zero to ten i feel like it's like i don't know zero to ten to me doesn't really cut it i like I like one to five, like one to five stars, mm. one to five whatevers, because I feel like you can't do right in the middle with five. Like you have to land on one side or the other. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, you can't you can't do two and a half stars. Well, some people you do, need but an odd number. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so it's for me that's that's just more. I, I digest that a little bit better. But I I would say that my favorite rating system is. There is a, a show on YouTube called On Cinema, At the Cinema, uh, which is a... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Tim and Eric, but it's Tim from that show, Tim Heidecker, doing a fake uh, movie review show very similar to uh, uh, to Siskel and Ebert. Uh, but mm-hmm. they always do... They always, No matter the movie, they always rate it 10 out of 10 bags of popcorn, and they always throw in something else. Like They always say, I rate it... 10 out of 10 bags of popcorn and two volleyballs or like uh, 10 out of 10 bags of popcorn and a pair of sunglasses or say like they always just throw in some weird random thing or like and a cantaloupe for the kids you know just like something that just doesn't even make sense but it's so that's my favorite is just adding in something that's like oh wait what like, and three cans of soda three cans of soda I like you said for the kids for the kids for the kids, a so cantaloupe nice for, for the kids. Yeah. No, I'm I, I'm with you on the odd number. You know, you can't yeah. you know can't do an even number because there's no way to you know five point five out of ten. Oh, give me a break. Wait, did I five? Wait. Yeah, like you need a number in the middle. Yeah. I, so I had to do a little algebra. I'm sorry, algebra. That's giving myself too much credit. I had to do a little arithmetic in my head. So <laughs> excuse the pause. Uh, I'm a, I'm big on seven. You know, one to seven is my favorite because oh. five is too small and ten is too even for me. So seven golden piglets is my rating <laughs> system of choice. 
what do you what yeah. do you rate with the piglet system? What is that? What is that you most use for? Uh, dude, uh, a lot of things. Um, uh, toenail clippers yeah. on Amazon. Right. Uh, my second favorite thing is inspirational posters mm-hmm. that all say parachutes uh, work better with when they're open, like your mind. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, those are th- those are probably. I think my number one thing though is uh, the. Is the, I think they're sugar-free or fat-free gummy bears. If you get on Amazon and you look them the up, the Haribo sugar-free gummy that's bear. A, that, that, yeah. That's a dehydrated water. I mean, what's the point? Uh, you uh, no. If you get on there and look at those reviews, total oh, they, change they're subject. So funny. They're so funny. They're the best reviews ever, and they're all like novellas. I think we've talked about this on this podcast before. Yeah, I think we have too. I do want to say though, Barker, is that you, you <clears throat> one thing that you could review using the seven golden piglet system, the uh, copyright yeah. patent pending golden piglet rating system, is potato bags <laughs> for up. sleeping in. You could use you could potato rate bags. different potato bags for their use as a blanket using the golden and for, piglet system. And I I agree, but for the record, let's just clear this up. We're talking about bags that you keep potatoes in. We're not talking about potato chips. No, I'm yeah, like I like right. you go to Costco and get a bag that has like fifty russet potatoes in it, and then you sleep in there after you get the potatoes out of the bag. Get two bags, you have you know one leg in each. Yep, and you're that's, good. But I would, yeah, I, I would, I would rate those with golden piglets. I I'm with you. Perfect. This okay, is. I'm, dude, glad we we cle- even... I'm glad we cleared that up because I was, I was curious. So. Yeah. No, I'm 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 happy about that too. And uh, I'm so happy my internet started working so we could record this podcast. <laughs> too. Because, because apparently we're all just, we're raring to go tonight with the banter. So. Dude, it is a uh, it is a frosty day here it at is. Roll Up and Die. It is Your, Oh, I'm going into the intro, Matt. Oh. You just. I. You, you know what, Matt? You go ahead and do the intro. No, no. That would no, feel no, so. No, 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 no. All right. No, go ahead. I have one request if I do the intro. Okay. Rate me. With golden piglets afterwards, after I do it, I will on a scale I of will. one to seven. Okay, here we go. <laughs> one, here you go. Welcome to Roll Up and Die, your completely nonsensical RPG podcast. My name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. My name is Barker. This feels weird. <laughs> and my name is Alex, aka Captain Gothnog. And Barker I would Diffing. give that a solid seven golden piglets. Whoa, Matt. that's the best you can get. That's like the yeah. Michelin star of intros for podcasts. <laughs> it is, it is, and I think it's you know we're we're all feeling a little bit frosty. That's our that's a that's a, a regional word, regional to uh, three people in the United States of America, uh, for just ridiculous. So uh, if you're ever just saying random things, you're you, you're feeling frosty. Um, and, uh, and and today is kind of a frosty podcast. We're talking about humor in tabletop role-playing games and you know we're, there's a lot to talk about with this uh with this episode this uh this podcast episode is that you know one of the things we wanted to talk about is humor in the meta sense you know humor at the gaming table that might not necessarily mm. be wanted or desired and uh it's a problem for a lot of people and but you know it can also be a fun thing, obviously. It's humor. If, if, if everyone's laughing, everyone's having fun. Um, but it, it's kind of a broad topic. So let's narrow it down by coming up with 
a bad situation, a stereotypical cliche bad situation uh, where humor is having a negative effect at the tabletop RPG gaming table. Uh, and Matt, again, I forgot my dice, so it's up to you, man. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me let me roll for it here. I'm gonna I'm use just a, so alone. I'm so alone. I'm gonna have to use. I don't have my double d6s on me tonight, so I'm gonna have to use a regular d6 here. But that's all right. Uh, okay. So uh, one to two is Barker. Three to four is me. Five to six is Alex. Sweet. That's a two. That's you, Barker. Okay. Cliche negative thing. Uh, that humor ne- negative. Uh, Negative aspect of humor at the gaming table is really getting yourself jazzed up if you're a GM uh, for the game and for like a certain very serious uh, experience at the table. Maybe you have a, a sad story, a sad part of the story is going to be told today, or maybe, you know, uh, maybe something very serious is going to happen and you're very excited to infuse your game with a little more uh, of a solemn feel. Mm. And uh, your players or one of your players makes a joke right when you introduce this feel to the to the players, to the situation or whatever. And they make a joke and maybe people laugh even worse. They don't. And it's just like it just kind of shatters the mood a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. One through three is me. Five or four to six is Alex. That's a three. Okay. So. I would say for me, very similar to what you're talking about, Barker, uh, is you know unwanted humor at the table would be uh, when you're trying to when you're trying to make the threat, the danger real to your players. It, let's say you're introducing a um, an antagonistic non-player character, whether it's the the big bad of your campaign or you know somebody that you want the players to fear, but they're just kind of cracking jokes about it and sort of breaking the sort of feel that you're wanting to get across which is intimidating sinister you know villain essentially um it's always hard to do that if the players are kind of joking around and and cracking wise and Mm. maybe even poking fun at the villain or the villain's name or something and it's like come on guys i you know come on i made this i created this come on man but uh, yeah so that's always tough and then uh that's alex all right um one, tr- one thing I re- I've run into a number of times is, and with one group in particular, was no matter what names I came up with, they would find a way to just oh. to deliberately, you know, say it yeah. wrong. And usually in a yeah. silly way. Uh, well, let's go talk to King Baloneyhead. That's, that's his name, right? Baloneyhead? No, it's not Baloneyhead. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, no. come on. I, you know. It's Balonier, yeah, you right. son of a bitch. <laughs> Count Dimonet, Dimonet. Yes, but yeah, no, they 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 just go they just go out of their way to to to, to rip it up every single time. And it's like, come on, just you yeah, know. <laughs> yep, that's always tough. I've yeah, I've had to deal with that before too. I, I think the reason, okay, so I, I'm not a big fan of meta topics like this, and but but it's this is an important topic, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for a lot of people to consider for all these reasons we just laid out. You know, especially yours, Alex, you know, it's, it's almost like for, with some groups, there's nothing you can do. They're always going to respond in the exact same way, just because it's, you know, part of their fun. Um, and in this RPG community that we're in on Facebook, uh, you know, and this is a lot of different Facebook groups that we're a part of and, um, that pretty much, I think 
most of the larger Facebook groups uh, regarding RPGs. And it seems like every once in a while, there's just one month where that's all everyone's talking about is the meta, you know, oh, mm. you know, yeah. social contracts and stuff like that. And I wanted to bring this up, Alex. You mentioned maybe we talk about social contracts a mm-hmm. little bit. And at first, I was like, well, maybe maybe we skip over that. But I don't think we can. You know, I I, I think yeah. that's such a a really important part of the conversation. You know, whether I like it or not. So, like, all right, Alex, what is yeah. a social contract? Have you ever used one? Um. I've never really had to use one, at least not in in-person games. Uh, but a social contract, basically, in, in context of role-playing games, is when everyone sort of sits down and decides what kind of game they want to play. You know, it, it's, you know, are we compatible with each other? You know, do we want a, a really serious, immersive game? Do we want something more lighthearted where we are joking all the time? Do we want something um, that's more, you know more simulationist who wants something that's more cinematic you know and 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 together as a group deciding that this is this is what we're going to do and then sticking to it um it's also about people sharing things that they're not comfortable with like i i I usually use like kind of a movie rating system you know do you want do you want your game to be g pg pg 13 yeah you know right r hard r you know how how how, how dark how dark do we want to go with this you have so, PG. You also have GP, Golden Piglet. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The, the lesser known. Um, but uh, yeah, so the social contract is sort of where you where you sort that out. It's you're not even necessarily talking like a literal piece of paper contract, but just where everyone sort of sits together, decides, hey, this is the kind of game we want to play. And I think a lot of the problems with you know like inappropriate humor or whatever sometimes come come down to just incompatible you know players yeah Yeah. and that's that's the answer that i always jump to alex and it's kind of sucks because part of me always uh, part of me believes that the answer to this question the solution to this issue is always well you might just need a new group you know you might just need a new gaming group but i kind of feel for the people who are like i can't get one you know i live out in the middle of nowhere or i can't find anybody or you know stuff like that and you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those conversations that I can't ever personally find a great answer to mm. because I've not really had that issue, and if I have, it hasn't lasted very long. Um, Matt, what about you? Humor at the gaming table being a negative thing. How did, how did you fix it? Did you were you able to? You know, I I I don't know if I've ever had um, like a really severe issue with it but it's one of those things where you know i game with a few different groups pretty regularly and i just i kind of know what to expect from those groups Mm. um and you know a group like my home group is a lot more lots of jokes lots of because we're we're friends in real life and we just kind of hang out at the table and we we play dungeons and dragons and we have moments of of seriousness but for the most part we're just kind of having fun and killing monsters and going on adventures and things like that which is which is totally fine you know that's what we kind of expect mm-hmm. but then you have a group like the provokers which is i think we strike a really good balance of having that immersion and that that kind of serious tone and also people feel comfortable making out of character jokes because we know how quickly we can get back into the immersive mm-hmm. feel you know we're very good at yeah. just like okay jokes over time to get back to it and also <laughs> yeah in character jokes which is something that we haven't Mm. really touched on yet but just 
uh, having your character make a joke in the game or, you know, make the characters laugh. You know what I mean? Because uh, even in the darkest, you know, uh, most serious films and books, there's humor. I mean, there's humor in, in Game of Thrones. There's humor in Lord of the Rings, which are these, you know, big epic fantasy with lots of intrigue and battle and things like that. There's still humor, mm. you know, in there. And I think yeah. in order for the serious moments to seem more serious, you do need some lighthearted moments to be able to contrast it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and that can actually be a good alternative if you're if you really like if you're really with a group and there's some incompatibility there. Um, maybe it's a it's a way to find compromise with those who just, you know, have to joke. It's like, okay, fine. Find ways to make it in character, right. you know, bring out your humor there if you can. Um, if you need to make call the uh, uh, the king a, a funny name, make something up that makes sense in the, in that context. And, yeah, exactly. You know, may, you know <laughs> openly mock the king. You know, yeah, it's immediately if, better if you, if you have your character <laughs> set, call him baloney, you know, instead of you, the player, because right. then it's just like, oh, come on. Right, right. Because it's like like you were saying, it's it's in it's in the game and so at least at that point even if even if it's not your style at least you can appreciate that they're trying that they're invested in the story and that they're doing something towards that yeah exactly yeah for sure i i think that also something to to keep note on is if this is a if this is an issue that you don't really have very often but every once in a while you do you know this is kind of what happens when a group of friends gets together and you sit down to role play, and all of a sudden there's just banter and jokes and stuff. It might be that your friends just want to hang out. Yeah. It yeah. might be that, you know, maybe you should play a board game or some Cards Against Humanity or some video games or watch a show or something like that. Um, because every once in a while, you know, a social group might just want to be social instead of arriving at a place just so they can mm. be quiet and wait their turn, if that makes sense. Yeah, yep. no, I mean, that's that's absolutely true, and that's... I mean, D and D is you know it's it, we've said this a lot, but it's a social it's a social hobby, it's a social activity, yeah. and um, you know I feel like you you have to be okay with the group seeing it as a social activity if that is something mm-hmm. that they that they yeah. see it as, and that's like you know going back to the social contract thing is like everyone mm-hmm. being aware of what the expectations are. You know, you don't want to you don't want to get a group together knowing that they're going to be cracking jokes and stuff and then prepare a super serious immersive campaign for them because it's just not going to work. You know, you have to know your players and the players need to know the the game master and it's, you know, about compromise yeah. and it's about just being clear about what the expectations are on both sides. <clears throat> That's yep. really an important point about expectations. I mean, you know, I can play a lot of different styles of game and you know, if I go into it knowing that this is going to be a lighthearted, fun, you know, uh, you know, kind of even kind of meta game, sure, fine, I can do that, and that'll be fun. I'll laugh. Um, but if but if you tell me it's going to be a serious game and we do that, I'll be annoyed, and exactly. vice versa. Yeah. You know. Yep. So you know, at least going in, I want to know what I'm going to experience, and then and from there, I can I can actually get into, you know, some of those, and and I think a lot of people can if they if they, you know, are ready for it yeah i you know i i was thinking that uh also uh, you know the one shot is such a great uh medicine mm-hmm. for a serious mm-hmm. campaign is every once in a while throw in a one-shot game use a different system use dread because it's just a uh, a jenga tower <laughs> that's all you need and run like a yeah. cabin in the woods type of 
funny, goofy type of game where, you know, mm-hmm. people are dying and the blood is going nuts. And it's just like, you know, the one-shots can be a nice break from the regimen of, oh, my gosh, the world is ending. We have to save it. Like, I mean, after a while, that gets a little, whew, especially yeah. if you're doing it every week. That's that's actually something that I was I was talking to uh, my wife Tila before we started recording, and she was wondering, you know, what are you what are you guys talking about tonight? And I was talking about humor, and she brought up the that very thing, Barker, which was the those one off sessions to break the monotony of the tone mm. of a of a campaign, and um, <coughs> we have. <laughs> Tila coined this term you know you know there's the there's beer and pretzel D, you know where you you know it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like you know just you get together kill monsters grab loot whatever we have uh what did she call it tequila and twizzlers D, which is like a step <laughs> above the beer and pretzel uh yeah. and um we have those sessions every once in a while where it's like it's we 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 set the the bar beforehand where it's like this is going to be mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous like just come have yeah. fun and uh you know we, we had a session one time that i ran on a new year's eve everyone is drunk everyone's having a great time and i i decide i want to run some impromptu D. and we had a monk who was doing acrobatics propelling himself with flatulence you know just just this ridiculous <laughs> you know he's, he's farting to, to catapult himself around and it's one of those games where it's like you know what if this happened in the middle of a game that I was running otherwise, I would be like, dude, no, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. But in this <laughs> particular game, it was hilarious. Game? Yeah, but, and then, right. you know, I, I, for my wife's birthday, I ran uh, I ran a game with a, an airship that had a rainbow cannon on the side of it, and they fought, you know, uh, <laughs> so goblins dope. on top of a pterodactyl, and, you know, just, <laughs> just ridiculous, you know, like Adventure Time, My Little Pony stuff, and I would never run oh, that as awesome. a campaign. But it's so fun to do it as a one-shot because it is something yeah. different and it's something kind of fun and lighthearted. Uh, you brought mm-hmm. up a point there, Matt. You said, you know, I'd never do this as a campaign. But, you know, what if, you know, I, I don't know, I imagine there's one listener out there who's like, you know, it would be cool, you know, if I did that as a campaign. Oh, you know, you if you're listening could, and you're like, yeah, my, yeah if, and if you're thinking my group is just always chuckling and, you know, just laughing, but they still want to play, maybe this is for you. So how do... I don't know. If you're making a campaign that's just complete slapstick, what do you change? Do you change the system? Do you change, you know, the mechanics? How do you go about hmm. infusing humor into your game on purpose for a long-term game? Well, there's some that are out there already sort of built for it, like uh, Paranoia. I don't know if you guys have ever played Paranoia. It, it is it is it is the most awesome, uh, funny role-playing game and it, you basically play uh these clones who work for um uh you know work for the computer who oh, kind of runs right. everything yeah yeah and, i'm familiar uh, with it yeah it, it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a it's kind of a douglas adams meets 1984 sort of uh world mm-hmm. um and uh but it, it's definitely douglas adams kind of humor and so um it, yeah, it's just all designed for to be silly and and uh, uh, meta and you know, yeah. loony like that. So, so maybe try out different systems. You know, if that's if. Uh, but yeah. let's say you want to keep playing D and D. You know, one thing you might consider changing is just you know instead of that social contract that says you know we're we're going to stay still and we're going to uh, listen 
uh, to the GM when the GM is talking, and uh, we're going to have a <laughs> 7 out of 7 golden piglet game. And we are not going to pull metal objects towards our fingers with magnets. Like, that actually happened. True story. I mean, really, go in, instead, do the opposite and be like, okay, everybody, you if you don't make a joke every 10 minutes, you take 10 damage. Like, like something, like you get, like, doing the opposite of what a social contract is meant to do and just making it funny. Um, I don't know how that would work. I feel like my group would love it for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is it is one of those things, though, where, like, I don't know. I'm not sure that I would I would change the mechanics or the system, though something like Paranoia or something a little bit more out there like riffs would be would be a little bit more mm. uh, yeah, uh, sort oh, of design. There's nothing humorous about riffs. <laughs> I know Parker hates riffs, but <laughs> just the I'm you know I that. I've run I, the the two games that I mentioned the New Year's Eve game and the and the game for my wife's birthday were both D and D fifth edition, and I didn't change anything about it. It was all about how the game was presented about how the tone was presented about how I was narrating things and about how the players were interacting with the world. And it was, it was happening both mm. in game and out of game. And so that's what I think is important is um, having the tone in the game and out of the game kind of match up a little bit closer. They don't have to be exact. Yeah. You know, you, you can play a serious game and have jokes outside of the game, but having mm-hmm. the, having that tone sort of sync up a little bit better, I think goes a long way in creating like a cohesive sort of feel for the game. Yeah. yeah. I think, that, I think you can also do it by how, this type of story you create. Like you could use any system, but, uh, by weaving a funny story or that has the potential to, um, uh, I don't know, just to, uh, something silly, you know? Yeah. Uh, it it yeah. doesn't have to be outside of the realm of 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 uh, um, you know what could exist in that world, but it, it can still be a little silly. Like okay, let's say for example, um, the party is is sort of uh, hanging out in this uh, in this village at the end of the last campaign, and now suddenly they have to track down a uh, like a. Uh, a gnome arsonist or something um, who, uh, you know, uh, uh, dresses like, um, you know, like your stereotypical gnome with the the pointy hat and little red jacket and all that stuff. (laughs) You know, just, just said, just how, how you set it up. He he Um, goes around to different gardens and he stands in them and then burns them and then he leaves. Right. And he's just like, but he, they, no one knows because he's standing in the garden like a st- garden gnome. <laughs> That's an it, awesome idea you can steal. <laughs> Freebie. No, yeah, and no, I mean, it, it just come, come, up with, come up with the craziest thing you can think of, dial it back just a little bit, and uh, uh, you can make a funny adventure. Yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. not all comedy is slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, no, very it's, true. Well, and I, th- I, you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but there's something to be said too of like uh, having that contrast, you know, like in the uh, in the Croar game I ran for you and and Locrius and Nate Barker, like you know, Croar is like a very like kind of over the top, very like grim dark sort of setting, but you guys met a character whose name was Uhor, 
His name was Yu Hor because he didn't realize that, you know, he had been a slave his whole life and he didn't realize that his that his captors were referring to him as, hey, Yu Hor, you know, and he just assumed that his name was Yu Hor. That was kind of that this funny, jarring moment where when I said it, you guys were kind of like, wait, what? Like, what did you just say your name was? And it was kind of this this like in this in this, you know, bleak sort of world. There's right. still this this funny, you know, three guys laughing in a canyon because they found a guy whose name is Yu Hor. <laughs> and that was a, the perfect balance of in character laughter and out of character. Yeah, exactly. Laughter. It was like my character's laughing, and also I am I am laughing too. <laughs> I'm laughing, and I think that's like the perfect balance. If if you're if you can get your group to you know, or uh, that I phrased that incorrectly. If your group naturally does that, you know, creates the in character and the out of character laughter simultaneously, <clears throat> you've hit the jackpot. I mean, that's yeah. that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose a good model people could could go after uh, is watch some of the uh, um, the PAX Acquisitions Incorporated games. Yeah, because because oh, you know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, they're basically designed to be funny. They're yeah, no, and I'm you know if you yeah. they actually have some uh, some podcast episodes. You know, some oh, yeah, episodes yeah. that aren't on video on audio. Those I think are really the best ones because. Yeah. They have a really nice level of humor versus, you know, seriousness. Yes. The yes. ones that are performed on stage, right. you know, in Seattle are just, they're there for comedy, you know, and that's it's right. great. They're that's right. super funny. But the, look for the uh, video, uh, the audio only. Those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're, they're going to be having uh, a regular Geek and Sundry, I think on Geek and Sundry or, no, actually it's on uh, the, the D&D channel whatever the hell that is <laughs> but they're, they're gonna have their own podcast their, their own uh, video now yeah they're gonna oh, continue awesome. the ac- the acquisitions incorporated yeah. games on I'm, I'm really excited about that because I, I i love chris perkins as a dungeon master and it's cool to see him uh run more stuff so have but you, yeah that's matt that's... have you heard uh oh go ahead oh. i was i was gonna say have you heard uh jerry holkins's game I don't know how many parts uh, it is, but is he it runs the, a Dark Sun game. Yeah, the Dark Sun campaign. Yeah, I absolutely love that campaign. It's it's yeah, pretty cool. pretty awesome. To, I, I love that he ran Dark Sun because I'm that's yeah. like one of my favorite campaign settings. Yeah, but, me too. I um, just wanted to check because that's great. Oh yeah, no, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alex, it's right. Like the the acquisitions incorporated games are like that's all jokes. But the funny yeah. thing is, is that it's not. They're not just joking outside of the game. Like they're making funny things happen inside of the game like you know the wizard is is you know john wooing with two wands you know or whatever (laughs) and they're always talking about you know the doves flying around whenever they do the john woo stuff and the uh you know and all that kind of stuff and it's like you know the tone is like we were saying consistent it's funny in the game it's funny out of the game (laughs) and it's all just one kind of fun entertaining package my my favorite is jim dark magic's uh spell where he uh the Mike Krahulik's character, you cast it, and it creates a, an interdimensional space that he can go into. Yeah. And he's got, a, like, a futon in there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and he's <laughs> like, a, like, black light posters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a lava lamp. <laughs> oh, God. All those guys are so funny. Yeah, oh, man. No, they crack me up. They crack me up. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you, Matt, you mentioned earlier, actually, I should give credit where credit is due. Tila mentioned earlier the one shot to kind of break the tension yeah. Uh, between games. Uh, you know, what if, and I, I'm, I'm taking some notes here and I have a note, uh, a single note, and I'm hoping that you guys can add to it. You know, what if your game is going a little too serious and you're like, oh my gosh, this is getting heavy, but I don't want to run a one shot. I want to continue the campaign. 
how do you lighten up the campaign itself if only temporarily, you know, without going overboard with a little bit of humor? And one of the thoughts mm-hmm. that came to my mind is, you know, if, if the campaign is just heavy and dark and the world is ending every damn session, throw in a funny, funny sounding NPC, mm-hmm. uh, someone that's a little goofy, someone that that might might be annoying or not annoying someone that may might give stuff mm-hmm. to the to the characters just to kind of break that tension just a little bit to yeah. lighten up the game what do you guys think yeah no that's i mean that's mm-hmm. the best advice like if you think about i mean we use lord of the rings as an example constantly but it's it's just a really good example but yep. like think about in in fellowship of the ring like the hobbits are running away from the ring race they are they're like dealing with undead creatures in the barrow downs like just horrible things are happening and then they run into tom bombadil and it's just like nonsense right or um you know in two towers when uh mary and pippin you know encounter the ents and the ents are kind of funny too you know and Mm -hmm. that's just a really good way of like okay there's a there's really dark things happening there's a huge battle there's orcs they're burning down the forest but hey this ent talks funny and like is a very like yeah. jovial kind yeah. of strange eccentric character and he's really kind of keeping it from delving too much into the bleak nothing is good anymore type sort of tone yeah mm-hmm. even smeagol you know in the movies oh, yeah. is yeah. goofy yeah. and witty and yes. funny yeah uh, yeah in the books yeah there was a there was a dark side that a lot of people talked about like they uh when they were talking about rumors of him in 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 some of the in stem lands you know, they, they they were talking about babies going missing. I'm like, that's a pretty grim image if you really think about it. Yeah, he's wait, wait, he's wait, eating wait. babies. What, what were they doing? What were the babies doing? What, where did they leave? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 there was a rave, what? a local rave in a in a barn, and it was babies only. Only only babies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, was that was that Sauron or Gollum? That was Gollum. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is me trying to get the train back on the tracks. You see how humor can just totally break the immersion of what you're doing, <laughs> especially when it's bad humor. See, see that's see. what I'm here to do. I'm here to insert a real exact, world example. That was an example right there of how not Baby to breath. do it. Yeah. Don't don't. But I, I, yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea of introducing you know a funny character. Um, you know, uh, it could be uh, someone who runs a local business, things like that. I had a, uh, 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 they were settling down into, uh, the party was setting, settling down into a new town they had come into and they were going to kind of stay there a while. And uh, so they, they went they went to the local uh, herb shop to look for, I forget what it was, uh, uh, magical ingredients or potions or whatever. But so I, I had the guy running the place. He had this massive hookah in the back. And and he and he was just you know just high as a kite just you know you know and he's like how you doing <laughs> yeah what, what do you need sure sure yeah I, I, got, I got a lot of that hang on you know and just, <laughs> dude I, Chad Chad are you on the line right now <laughs> I think I and, know and, that guy from college. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, and they, and they just had so much fun with that character. Oh man, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and it, very occasionally, you know, especially if, uh, if at uh, like you said, if the things are getting hit too too 
too uh, intense or too weird, um, then then this guy would just kind of you know show up. You know, he'd be he'd either walk into the inn or be walking down the street and see them or um, awesome things like that. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that recurring. You know, that's it's almost like mm-hmm. a a tool that you can pull out of your bag when you start feeling it. You know, oh, this is yep. getting a little intense. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. pull out. I'm gonna pull out. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out Chaz the 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 weed dealer and throw him in this <laughs> tavern. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so I, I I mean I think we covered quite a bit. I um, it's one of those issues and and uh, Dwayne, uh, one of the guys on our Facebook page, you know, he brought up earlier today that it's such a big subject that I mean mm. we could probably just create an entire podcast <laughs> for it. But yeah, if if you if you have, if it's a recurring issue and you just can't fix it, I feel like either a role-playing games are just not right for the group or be well no that's it and maybe that means you might need to find another group you know and Mm. and given the online state of things if you go to the you know the absolute tabletop official uh, facebook group or you go to the tabletop rpg one-shot group or you go to Mm. the rpg brigade there are people running games there all the time and so all you need is not even a webcam all you need is a microphone on your laptop (laughs) and you can play in a game. So that uh, that solution is more and more often nowadays presenting itself to people who are looking for a group. Yeah, and you can literally play with people from around the world. Yep. Unless their name is Lloyd Collins because he'll cancel at the son last of, minute. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is my test to see if he listens. <laughs> I'll never know. I like it. I see what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and take a question from yeah. the listeners. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let me f- drag this over. Oh, I'm breaking my uh, <clears throat> breaking my computer. Gosh, you'd think I'd have this down by now. Um, okay, so the number one question we sort of answered already, but uh, let's mm-hmm. just readdress it. Um, how uh, we'll be more specific about it. How do you handle it when someone takes your intended serious game moment and makes a joke out of it? So let's pretend that this happened. Like this is an issue. This this has occurred at your table. What do you do as a GM to, I don't know, salvage the moment? I guess for me, like the biggest thing is to just kind of roll with it. Like don't let it yeah. bother you, but also yep. don't sit there and act like, you didn't hear it you know you can you can kind of chuckle and let the moment pass and then just get back into it like it's one of those things where uh, you know part of being a game master is reacting and rolling with the punches right and i think that yeah. <laughs> a, a player you know lobbing a joke at you when you're trying to present something serious is no different than a player taking a route that you hadn't anticipated or saying mm. something or doing something that you weren't expecting it's just something that for you to react to and I think that, you know, if, you, if you've if you been game mastering for any amount of time, you can just, you know, treat it like anything else. Don't let it, don't let it phase you. Don't let it bother you. Yeah. Don't let it break the immersion. Just have that moment and then move on from it and don't, you know, don't make a big deal. Yeah. Out of it. I, I, I had a similar thought too, you know, and it's just, 
It's almost like a message from the fates to remind us to not take ourselves so seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, someone cracked a joke, whatever. You know, it was yeah. it a funny joke? Actually, ask yourself that. Was it funny? If it was, yeah. then laugh at it. Like, yeah. I mean, because it's funny, you know. But then, like Matt said, then, you know, carry on with the game. The joke was said. All right, let's carry on. We can get back to the seriousness a lot faster than, you know, because, you know, uh, the only other options are, you could laugh and crack up and everyone at the table's laughing and the whole moment's gone. Or you can uh, get so angry that it's not even fun for you anymore. And, you know, what's the point of that? So mm-hmm. just enjoy the time and, you know, keep keep steering that wheel uh, as the GM. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless it becomes a chronic thing where, you know, it happens then every time. Then you stab and... them. Then you yeah. stab them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hard. Right you, in the back send, of the head. you send them right Sweet to the spot. baby rave. You just, you're yeah. like, you're going to the baby rave, buddy. We got them. Got I like how you, Alex, I like how you said, yeah, hard. Like, don't stab them softly. <laughs> don't give them the old stabaroo, you know, don't, really. Don't nick them. Just get them real good. Yeah. Drive right it in there. Back of the skull. Yeah. <laughs> that always, that reminds me of the, the scene in Empire Strikes Back when Luke grazes vader with a lightsaber and vader just gets so mad he's like like, yeah no he goes like like he's a child that just had his starburst (laughs) taken away from him like he just gets so angry like oh man i did not see that coming so yeah stab him hard don't graze him uh just to clear something up we do not condone uh physically violently harming your players uh don't do that uh and baby raves uh, don't do that either. That's yeah, uh, illegal to bring a baby to a rave. In most states. Yeah. In most states. In most states. Not in Mississippi. Not in Mississippi. <laughs> well. Home of the baby rave. Uh, we don't, we don't, don't take this there, <laughs> Matt. Uh, yeah, we'll, so. We'll, 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 we'll cut, uh, we'll cut to, we'll cut to six months later. Uh, he's taking an unexpected road trip across the country in Mississippi. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pulled over. Heard what I'll you said a- on the podcast. <laughs> Thought that podcast was pretty funny, didn't you? <laughs> Joker boy on your podcast. <laughs> Snap on go the gloves. <laughs> oh my goodness. If you're from Mississippi, I apologize. I'm really sorry. I've never been just, to Mississippi. I'm making a me neither. A, yeah, I'm making an ass of here. We're just we just put Mississippi right in the uh, on the frying pan and we're just tossing it around all episode. Uh, well, what's, well, before be, you, before before we put it on the air, I can always uh, check our ratings in there. There we go. Yeah, yeah check our ratings in Mississippi. Perfect. <laughs> see if we're, we're gonna see if we're gonna lose a significant demographic. Yeah. My, yeah. My my guess is we'd be super hot in one small town because that's right. where the one person is in Mississippi that listens to us. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just a burning red beacon of light in the midst of gray. Uh. So actually, okay. So we we answered that question a little bit earlier, and we kind of discussed it here. But there's another question here that doesn't really have anything to do with the subject. But I think we should answer it. What? Okay. Uh, it was messaged in by an Ollie S. Uh, oh, and that uh, last question was by Jacob Norman from Mini Terrain Domain. Thank you very much, Jacob, for your uh, question. You should check out Mini Terrain Domain. He's pretty dope at crafting. Um, that's an understatement. He's amazing. He's like really anyway. Uh, Ollie S. asks, uh, non-role-playing question for you guys. What's your podcast setup? Like, what's the behind-the-scenes of it all? <laughs> so, 
What do we? What we got? I fly. We we talked about this. I think it was in episode two or three. I, uh, uh, we fly to Maine. Matt and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go to Alex's yurt every Monday, and every every Monday, uh, oftentimes uh, Tuesday. Um, yeah. Oftentimes Tuesday, and we will uh, record. It used to be in the yurt. Now we do it on top of the yurt. Yeah, that's it's the, much better acoustics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. it's cold up yep. here, but you know, I am I, I am I'm freezing. I yeah, am the, so cold. Yeah, Barker, the stars your, are your, gorgeous your, though. Your lips are blue, buddy. I don't really. No, no, that's my lipstick. I'm oh. that's. But he's he's going to a baby rave after this. <laughs> yeah, I got my I got my ring pop in my pocket. See here. Uh, oh god! Can you tell I've never been to a rave? Uh, yeah, ring I pop. I got my ring pop in my pocket. <laughs> to uh, to answer the question seriously though, I think I think Alex and I are rocking blue Yetis, right? Alex, you've got the blue Yeti. Yeah. Yeah, we, we both have Blue Yetis. Um, I have mine. Uh, I have a pop filter on mine. Uh, and what we do is we just we call each other on Skype and we record our tracks separately in Audacity. Or uh, I think you use Logic, Parker? Yeah, I, I use yeah. Uh, Logic. I have, a, I have a similar microphone. I have a cardioid mm-hmm. condenser microphone. Uh, we call each other up on Skype, so we hear each other on Skype. But yeah, uh, the these two guys record on Audacity, which is a nice free audio program. I record yep. on Logic because Audacity is so lame on uh, my computer, and I, I just like Logic. And uh, then we, in post production, combine all three separate audio files together uh, into one to make it sound like we're on top of Alex's yurt. Yeah, that's right. And the way that we sync it up. Uh, is we clap at the end after we're done recording. Mm-hmm. We we all we should clap leave that into part in. Microphones. Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, we should. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll leave, leave that we'll part leave. in. Yeah, we'll it'll be like a a peek behind the barbed curtain. <laughs> behind the barbed curtain, <laughs> behind the behind the behind the baby rave barn, you can see what's going on. All right, check. Yes. I'll write that. I'll write that down. Give listeners the clap. Got it. <laughs> check. <laughs> Done and Check. done. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I've been productive. Aircraft today. carriers and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what sort of idea? I don't know. I don't know what sort of idea people can steal. We should do. What do you guys think? Uh, let's let's come up. With, let's come up with a funny adventure for D and D. Yeah. Oh, rad. Okay. Yeah. Something simple, cool. but yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Sounds good. You oh, got the I dice, Mateo. Oh, yeah, wait. Well, yeah. Sorry. Okay. You're in charge now, man. I know. One to two is Barker. <laughs> Three to four is me. Five to six is Alex. That's a five, Alex. I rate that uh, roll excellent. two golden piglets. That thing sounded like you dropped a pebble onto nothing. No, I'm rolling in my new dice tray, man, and it's 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 whisper quiet. It's like silenced. Mm. It's like, <laughs> like just a silencer. <laughs> you hear that? Dice you can barely hear science. Uh, anyway, where we're gonna kick it so off. the party is summoned to the court of Baron, uh, Baron, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Grumpthen, and Grumpthen is uh, uh, he's in a he's in a rather agitated state because uh, his his daughter um, was kidnapped. Um, she had been uh, 
uh, let's see. Uh, she had no, been said. seeing a young man uh, from a nearby uh, barony, uh, and he fears that they may have uh, um, that she that he may have kidnapped her, uh, spirited her away for some reason. Nice. Okay. All right. One through three is Barker. Four through six is me. That's a one, Barker. Okay. This boy's name is Ramsey Bolton. No. And. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Humor, humor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, daughter has been kidnapped. The daughter of Baron Grumpfin, who uh, wears a stocking cap with a kind of fuzzy ball on one end. And uh, this kidnapping uh, has happened during a, we'll say a holiday, holiday season, like a festival. And everybody's joyous and uh, it's it's a it's a fun time, almost like a fantasy version of Christmas per se. And we're gonna throw in a, a Grinch aspect there, where someone is stealing all of the gifts, uh, and then they stole the Baron's daughter as well. What? <clears throat> all right. Next up is me. Uh, the players, as they're investigating, uh, they you know they go and talk to this. Uh, this other this other Baron and they find that the Baron has no idea where you know where the where the Baron's daughter is and he says you know we didn't we didn't kidnap her and you don't need to worry about that she didn't run away here the uh, they eventually find their way to this Grinch like creature let's say it's maybe a, a yeti living up in the mountains right um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, but this yeti didn't steal the Baron's daughter the Baron's daughter ran away to be with the yeti hell yeah she did she she has known the yeti for a long time and the yeti has uh long protected her maybe you know uh ever since she was a kid and she ran off to live with this yeti and be with this yeti and she loves this yeti and the yeti's just like like i don't know and the yeti (laughs) is stealing all of these things from the town because the yeti wants Uh to Give the Baron's daughter the best Christmas she's ever had. Oh, he's giving her all the gifts because he loves he's her. He's giving her all the gifts because he loves her, and she loves him. It's Yeti love, I, man. I, I wonder nice. what she sees in him. You know, the guy's got no brains. Uh-huh. He's not funny. Right. I mean, dude's packing. I mean, if I'm being honest, he's a Yeti. He's got 10 feet tall. He's probably packing. And just for the sake of this game, can we say that she's 18? Because I just yes. don't really... Yeah. No, yeah. Okay, she, is a, she is a fully grown consenting adult who is of sound <laughs> mind. <laughs> great. Good. Or, ultimately, uh, she's, a, she's, a sp- she's a spinster. She's, uh, uh, she's 58 years old. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, he, she, she, he has not been able to marry her off. And uh, perhaps the, the players learn why when they meet her. Oh. That's a really great idea. Yeah, that's a good one. Hmm. They're expecting this young, uh, you know, this young maiden they're rescuing, and, and, she, and she's uh, she's fifty eight and, and cranky and you know bitter about her father. And but she um, loves this yeti. But she loves the yeti. I also and she calls him Seymour. Yeah, Seymour the yeti. There we go. I like it. <laughs> All right, that was that Only, was. So you got you got to throw in a couple extra vowels and and consonants in there though, just so it looks fantasy yeah exactly an apostrophe put, a, put an umlaut right. over the o 
<laughs> I am Simor. 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 Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, uh, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, I think it's perfect that we were on our, I don't know, I feel like we were on our humor game a little bit. You guys uh, more so than myself uh, for this wonderful humor podcast. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to close it out. We're going to clap for you, and then I'm going to make sure that in post-production I put on my uh, Alex top of Alex's yurt reverb plug-in that I have ah, uh, just to ensure that it, we get the full sound authentic, yep. that. authentic. perfect mm. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Roll Up and Die. Be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. And uh, we post there once a week with the topic, and you can ask your questions. And the question with the most likes will get answered. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Fistful of Dice. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnock. And Matt, go ahead and clap your hands in front of your microphone. Alex? And myself. Bye-bye. This show has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2016. It is owned by all three of the primary hosts. The games, movies, and other super awesome properties mentioned in this show are the property of their respective owners. Stealing sucks. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt is at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker is at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog. And his work can be found on drive-thru RPG via Critical Hit Publishing. Listeners are free to use this show in any way, shape, or form, as long as credit is provided to the Roll Up and Die RPG podcast. Look for other releases of the show on Facebook.com slash RollUpAndDie, iTunes, and RollUpAndDie.Podbean.com. Have a fantastic day, and as always, happy gaming. <laughs>